Welcome back in. Thanks for joining us. Ben Anderson sitting in for DJ. Ben's Hoops. His Twitter handle, KSL Sports, covering the jazz. Going to do some radio work for us. Coming up now, Craig Bolajak coming to us on the Sprint Special Guest Line is Craig Bolajak. You can get $100 off a redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Craig, I'm sure you know Ben Anderson. He's sitting in for DJ. Good morning. How the heck are you? PK, Ben, how are you guys? Uh, ben, welcome uh, to 1280, man. And you got to... You're the breaking in with TK. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Baptism by fire. Oh, my goodness. I was telling Ben way back when, when we started 1280, it was um, Ian Furness doing the afternoon, and then you and Gordon right. doing the drive time show, and we started it the week of BYU-Utah 2001, and then a week into it, then Gordon had the unfortunate situation his father passed, and so obviously he was busy with that, and so I was plucked off the street, and I did a, <laughs> I did a bunch of shows with you that, yeah. I mean, that Monday after BYU-Utah in 2001, it was me and you, because yeah. uh, Gordon had to attend to his family situation there, and so you all, you and know. And I had to get, I was, uh, I was, you know, baptism by fire as well with PK, yeah, so we go. have something in common there, pal. Yeah, and then. Yeah. A few months later, we launched the morning show, and here we are in 2019. <laughs> it's amazing, man! What a and what a fun time at that. We were, I think, if, weren't we like uh, in a conference room? Oh yes, yes, uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It we wasn't even a studio room with yeah. headsets, and we never even saw our, our producer. Right. He was in another room down the hall. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Yeah, that's that was the original launching of uh, 1280 The Zone. Back in late 2001, early 2002, and here we are all this time and moved stations and now back. And as uh, I was talking to Ben Anderson in the break, never burn bridges, man, because you don't know what's going to be ahead. And Ben, you never yeah. know what's happening, man. No. It's uh, and I tell you, it's fun. It's uh, you know, this, you got the, the, the station changed hands, uh, and then Gordon came back over. Uh, it's yeah. amazing things uh, in 18 years. It really is amazing. Right. And so now we've got the preseason done. Ben and I have been dissecting the jazz. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we listen, we watch, uh, and we hear what guys say. And uh, just uh, what is your interpretation, maybe is the best word of the preseason? Because I don't think that's, you know, an evaluation, because there's really no point in evaluating the preseason because it doesn't really mean much. But maybe the interpretation of it and what you saw that can lead into when the games start to count. Well, PK, I tell you a couple things because that's a, that's an interesting word to use to interpret. Uh, interpret. Uh, I think that first and foremost, what I I got from it was the anticipation of this preseason. I think you guys will agree was as high as it's ever been. And when you bring a Mike Conley uh, aboard uh, and a Boyan Bogdanovich to just to start. It really brought the level of expectations, another key word, I think, uh, for this for this ball club. So for the fan base, I think it's natural to think that, you know, you're going to run the table in a preseason because of just the talent level that you brought in, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, Emmanuel Moutier, uh, and then the others that you already had with Donovan and, and a defensive player of the year, not once but twice, and Gobert, and a Joe Ingles, and a Royce O'Neal, who was uh, proven – He's NBA worthy and maybe even a starter in this league. 
So I think you start there with expectations, and then now you get the realization that it does take time for new faces and new styles of play to actually blend together. And the the so-called panic of some fans and the inability to play some defense at times during this preseason is, is the discussion point now. And how long will it take? Uh, you know, talking to Quinn last night, PK and Ben, I, I thought he still had a pretty good grip on the fact that, you know, it is going to take time. He's a head coach in this league and has been around a long time as an assistant college, and it does take time to blend. And that's I think that's where they're at. I did see some positives last night. Didn't you guys a little bit? I mean, I know the, the defense allowed 58% shooting. Sacramento shut the ball extremely well uh, on Monday night. And so that's where the the the, uh, the concerns are, uh, open shots and, and makes. you got to give credit to the Kings and also, I uh, thought last night to Portland, just the way those guys were able to shoot the ball and, and make buckets. The Jazz have had struggles, man, from the floor and from the three-point line. And that's uh, been a real concern as well. But again, it's preseason, and you have to kind of put it in perspective. Now, 10 games into the regular season, you know, we get back to this discussion and some of these things, some things are occurring, uh, then you start to kind of, you know, maybe put a, a little bit of a concern on things. But the Jazz did start slow last year with a team, by the way, that knew each other very well from the year before. And it just seems like uh, that's something that in Quinn's defense, which is very complicated to run, it takes time to, to kind of get things into, into full motion. Craig, I think along those lines, if the Jazz... I don't want to say have a slow start, but maybe aren't meeting expectations through December. Does that yeah. feel different this year than it will last year because of those high expectations in the off season, or, or do you yeah, think it's built I, I in? I think so, Ben. I do. I, I think again uh, the the uh, and you know what this goes beyond Salt Lake City's expectations. This is on a national level uh, as well. When you start to read uh, the the top two, uh, maybe winning the West, uh, battling the Clippers uh, for Western dominance uh, and, you know, the alleged, you know, pro, pro, help me out, PK, pro. Pro? Pro uh, quo? No, the, the, pro quid? Pro quo. No, no pro quo. Uh, but <laughs> the, the ones that, that go out and, you know, are professional and in the sense of on the national level. Prognosticators. Who, uh, who go out and, and, and say that they are, the Jazz will do this. And people read that. And I was going to say procrastinators, but that's not prognosticators. The word. So, prognosticators. My gosh, it's early. But yes, <laughs> for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's where you know a lot of this starts to, to stem from is the excitement, not only locally but at the national level. And they they put the Jazz into such the elite the elite group, and it's been such a long time that the Jazz have gotten that type of uh, respect, uh, notoriety around uh, the national writers and broadcasters. So. That put, Ben, to your answer, I think that puts more pressure. Look, maybe that's part of the issue, too. The Jazz, look, they say they don't read papers. They don't look. Sure they do. Look, they, they, they're on social media. They're on their phones. They know what's going on. And so maybe a little bit of this in the preseason, too, has been the pressure of those expectations. And I thought Bogdanovich pressured last night quite a bit, to be honest. A lot of his shots you know, were uh, strong and, and beyond the uh, the three po- uh, you know beyond the three point line, but you know hit iron you know in the back of the or the back of the rim. So, you know that that could be a uh, playing a factor in as well because uh, look, they understand the expectations of this team, and you know many of them spoke to it. Many of them came here because of Donovan and and then Conley's uh, 
the trade with Conley, I think, uh, made Bogdanovich's decision to leave Indiana uh, a point of emphasis. And Moutier wanted to get better and was basically recruited to come here and back up, you know, uh, Mike Conley. So, yeah, I think a lot of expectations play into this as well. Greg Bolajak joining us. Uh, I'm wondering what uh, Harpering has to say about it in your conversations. I mean, I listened to the game, but I'm talking about some conversations you had off the air because he came in as a free agent and had to fit in into yeah. this system. So he's been there. Uh, what, yeah, he's, do you, what is he saying? He, yeah, you know, he he uh, he does have an interesting look at it. We talked before the game last night, and you know that was his first game. He's you know he's raising five kids in Atlanta, and uh, he's watched every game and. You know, been uh, been in tune with what's going on, but uh, he does see it. PK, interesting uh, question. He sees it differently because he knows what it takes to come in and figure things out, and it's not as quick as people think. Even though you're a veteran of Conley's status and Bogdanovich's uh, and Ed Davis and of course Jeff Green, who's had a pretty good preseason, uh, you can have personal and individual accomplishments and look really good on your own but as a team it takes more time and I thought you know Matt and I discussed that last night and he he, he's not panicking he's in that same I think mode of you know 20 games in 15 games in you start to kind of then see what what a team begins to become and that is team t-e-a-m and that's a very important word the Jazz have been very team-like, you know, with the Rubios and the Donovans and the Faves, uh, the Crowders of late. But, you know, things change in this league. In fact, one thing I think that he made a good comment about last night when we spoke is that, remember, the rest of the West is going through many of these same changes because of what Golden State, the injuries to KD, his departure, Clay Thompson, his ACL in the, in the, in the playoffs, and the fact that everyone thought the door went, the door opened, and so everyone jumped in and made a lot of changes. So did the Blazers, by the way. You know, the constant there is that incredible backcourt that was unstoppable again last night with Lillard and McCollum. But most teams in the West made a lot of changes, and I think a lot of other teams are going will go through the same process as the Jazz as well. I got the sense after the game last night, even though it took Quinn about thirty minutes to come and talk to the media, I thought, okay, maybe we're going to get some fireworks. He's done it each of the last two games, and then he's come out and he's been calm and he's been collected. I don't get the impression, even though he understands that the team is facing adversity and has some urgency, I don't get the the impression that he's panicked either. Well, you know, a coach can't panic with a young, well, well, not a young team, a team that still has work to do. And I, I, I think there's, He's pretty good, Ben, as you've watched him over the years. You know, he'll he'll use his fire and brimstone on just a few occasions during the course of a year to get his point across. Other times, I think he's a coach that understands each personality of his players, and I, I think he's probably in, in step with the way that they uh, are right now, and it's preseason, and let's not get too, um, you know, we can't go one way to, left or right. Let's try to stay in the middle of this and continue to work. That's kind of the MO of, of Quinn. He's a, he's a coach. He told me last night he's excited that these players came here to be coached. And his his system, and we're privy to being there, guys, on, on a daily basis to in practice and shoot arounds. A lot of broadcast teams aren't in the NBA. I don't know if fans know that, but to watch him and to understand his coaching style it's very very unique 
it's it's a very interesting style and it's about angles it's about he, he he's a perfectionist pk as you know on on where to stand and, and the angles and and it takes time i think for even conley as good as he is to adjust to what quinn snyder demands and understand his verbiage and language uh, the channels and the the blacks and whites and the all the things he calls out uh when he's wanting his defense to make adjustments and changes uh so that has to be a part of this equation as well. And fans may be saying, hey, look, man, Bowler, Ben, and PK, these guys are pros. They should be able to adjust. Look, it's a little different sometimes in this particular case. But I don't think you can panic. Uh, I think you can be concerned, and you hope that the guys make big jumps. But uh, may I say something else, too? Matt told me last night on the air, and you may have heard this, and I, I kind of marvel at this sometimes because when you're a competitor and a pro, you think that you're going to go out and bust tail every night, right? But in this case, preseason is a different feel than what the regular season brings. And is it a switch you turn on? They, they also say playoffs is another level that you go to. So, you know, are the Jazz just in this kind of learning mode and then when the, when the regular season hits, uh, they take it more serious. Matt said, yeah, they do. The The preseason sometimes gets a little bit boring, uh, a little bit monotonous, uh, and you realize that games don't mean anything, and then all of a sudden, you know, when eight, the first of 82 hit, you, you realize it's time to play basketball. I don't know if the Jazz are there because of the veterans that they brought in, that they, they feel that way, but we'll find out uh, next Wednesday night when they play OKC if that switch is flipped. And goes to another level. How much do you think they're going to use this practice time to de- determine a starting lineup, and then obviously once you have that, uh, a bench rotation? Or do you think that that's uh, settled already? I think what we saw last night may be what we see. Uh, there may be a few more tweaks. I think um, you know through conversation that the time has come also to protect Joe Ingles in the minutes he plays. Uh, because of just the years he's played uh, in this league, well, overseas and in this league, and how important he's been for the Jazz. Uh, I think you may see Royce O'Neal as a starter. I don't know. That's not in stone by any by any stretch of the imagination. I think what you saw, PK, last night, the finishing group that included Joe Ingles is the one that I think Quinn really wanted to see last night until he brought the young players in, who, did, who busted some tail last night. I was impressed with the way the, the younger players took advantage of the situation and played hard against their second unit, mind you. But getting back to your question, I think what we saw last night may be what Quinn is getting very close uh, to using and using the defense and maybe the quickness of Royce O'Neal. The other thing, too, about what we saw last year, I think Quinn Snyder's not afraid now to use different combinations on different players and different schemes. So, Maybe the starting lineup 90% of the time will be as we, we see. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised to see Joe sneak in as a starter once in a while. Uh, Jeff Green jumps in also uh, at the at the four spot. Uh, I, one thing about what the Jazz have done, too, is they're all interchangeable parts except for Gobert and Tony Bradley. Those guys are fives. The rest of this team can do a lot of things, and even Joe can play the one. We've seen that multiple times, the two, the three. So, I mean, I think all these guys have interchangeable parts, and Quinn has a lot of different ways to use these players as this season begins to, to unfold.
There it is, Craig Bolajak joining us. Craig, the next time we speak on the air, the season will be underway. How about that? Game one under our belt, yeah. uh, Chris Paul and the Thunder. We'll have a plenty to talk about. And you know what? We'll say, did the switch get popped? Yeah. Did the switch get flipped? Or are the Jazz still in a, a work in progress? You have to hope that they get off to a great start. And one thing, too, PK and Ben, uh, the, this schedule bodes, I think, a little better. Uh, for the Jazz last year was road heavy. There's a lot more balance here, and I think that may you know play a factor too on the way this uh, this team uh, you know gets underway next uh, this coming this next week. So we'll see. Five games in seven nights. You get a lot of work in, by the way, to start the season, and we'll get a real good feel of where they are after uh, the first five. All right, Mr. Bolajak, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, PK Ben, take care. Have a good one.